0: Well, I'm glad to talk to you. Glad you're here. Listen, it is Sunday afternoon, May 17th, where I am. Uh, I hope to release this on May 18th, and want to get this done. And got a couple of folks uh, that are nice enough to listen regularly, and uh, wanted to give them a, a word that uh, that I think I have for them today, and and hopefully to get there in time, they'd be able to listen to it on their drive to work. I know that I've got one individual who's real faithful about listening, and they love to listen on their way to work. And I said, well. Let me see if I can get this done and get it out in time and they can do that. I am glad that you are here. I'm glad that you're listening. If you're like me, you got to go and <laughs> you actually got to go in the house of the Lord yesterday uh, for us this morning. Oh, that was great. And listen, we've done parking lot services. We've done Facebook Live. We've done everything in the, word, in the world we could think of to keep the word going out. And, and um, it was just so good to be in God's house. Yes, the church is not the building, it's the people. But there's something about that place you worship on a regular basis. And while I've only been here uh, at back to Church five months, it was good uh, to be in God's house. I checked to see what my former church, a place we loved dearly, I did. And I saw those folks in there, and I know I was happy for them. And I've heard from other people that were just glad to be in God's house. By the way, I should have told you. <laughs> I don't know. I cannot remember. I get to talk in Romans chapter 6. If you have your copy of God's Word, uh, turn with me. Romans chapter 6. Uh, Verse 1, Romans chapter 6, verse 1, and uh, we'll just kind of share together. Romans 6, verse 1, as the Apostle Paul continues. Now, he has been talking about sin and what causes sin and uh, what happens in our life and the things that take place. We want to make sure uh, that we understand. Paul's just not writing to the lost here. In fact, he says, What shall we say? Paul's certainly a believer. He's certainly writing to believers here when he uses the word we. And so he wants us to understand that it's not only the unsaved that have to worry about sin, it is the, the, the truly saved. Now, um, when I say worry about sin, that was probably a bad choice of words, to be honest with you. The truth is, sin affects all of us. It comes at our heart. It, it, it does what it can. Let me read you this passage of scripture, and then we'll talk about it a little more. Romans chapter 6, verse 1, and do verse 2, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live in in it any longer? As the Apostle Paul is moving toward and and talking about sin, uh, he reminds us that it affects us, it affects all of us, not only the lost, but the saved as well. Paul has uh, been trying to uh, get the non-believer to understand and come to the place where he will become a believer. He also here wants to make it clear to the believer we need to stay away from sin. I think one of the things that's happened to us uh, with the world uh, being like it is and thinking like it thinks, we've forgotten uh, what sin does to us. We've forgotten that it lays at the door waiting to trap us, entrap us, uh, waiting to knock us down, knock us out, knock us off the path, whatever Whatever phrase or adjective you want to use. and know those phrases were to imply something you don't know. They were implying imply things that you should be aware of. Uh, let's just remind ourselves, now Paul is hitting toward Romans 6.23, that that great passage of scripture, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is Jesus Christ. To uh, uh, The gift of God is salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. I know uh, many of you are saying, ah, oh, he got that. He fumbled that. Yeah, I did. I fumbled a little bit. Let me make sure you, you get it right. Uh, make sure I get it right. And give it to you the way it should be given. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Got a little tongue tied there. I hope that never happens you. I do that a lot. You say, well, why didn't you start over, Brother Danny? You do that. You wouldn't be so embarrassed. Well, because if I if I started over every time I get tongue tied, <laughs> I'd never get a podcast done. I think you understand what I'm saying. The Bible says that sin leads to death. That's what we earn by living in sin. But the gift of God's eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wants us to understand what sin does to us. And he wants us to understand the necessity, the importance of being aware of sin's danger. You say, Well what is the danger of sin? Well first off, sin separates us from God. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't destroy our relationship. Satan cannot destroy your relationship with God. But boy he gets your harm that fellowship. Yeah, and that's what he does when he brings us to sin. By the way, I want you to understand, Satan never brings sin into your life, never tempts you with it, never brings you near it, never entices you with it to please you. He does it to displease God. He does it to defeat your witness and, and distract your spirit, all kinds of things we can say, but the truth is, Every time sin is brought to you, it is to it is to separate you from, your, uh, from that close fellowship that you wanna have with the Lord, from that close fellowship you wanna have from God. We need to make sure that we understand that sin is not something we wanna play with, it isn't something to play with, it isn't something to stay in. Sin separates us from God, harming our fellowship with the Lord, moving us further and further away so that while we still have a relationship, we we have very cold fellowship and we become we become like a lot of families that don't talk very much or, or see each other very much. So we want to make sure that we stay away from sin because of the separation it brings in life. Number two, we need to understand that sin increases the distance between us and the Lord. And you say, well then that kind of the same thing. It's very close to the same thing. And I would just be a reminder that uh, when, you, when you have sin in your life and the more sin you have, every time you, you just become further and further and further uh, between us and God. We go like the prodigal son of the far country. Uh, we go like so many people we have known that just, you know, fall straight to their spiritually. A few months ago, I, I, I had an experienced young man that I, was man, always on fire for God as far as I knew doing lots of things his church he didn't go to our church when not part of it so I didn't you know I didn't see him there but I had met him and I thought man what a, I always thought what a young man who who seems to be committed well the last time I saw him we had an opportunity for, for to him to, to do something we hired him to do something for us and he was just uncomfortable I was there and just couldn't get done quick enough and I couldn't figure that out he's always been a, been a great guy just friendly well, then recently I saw him boast about what he was doing, and certainly it is it is not what Christians would do. It's not something a Christian would boast about, and that, that's on fire for God. And so I see there's an increased distance between him and the Lord. You say, Brother Danny, you're judging him? I am not. I didn't say he was lost, I didn't say he lost his salvation because he can't. But I would say this the distance between him and God is probably as far as it has ever been. And to close the gap, he's going to have to get right. And so number two, uh, sin increases the distance between us and the Lord. And then finally, number three, sin numbs us uh, to the need of God. Uh, We just, me and when we fall in this, oh, I don't need him either. Let me tell you, we all need the Lord. We all need a relationship with God. But when we get into sin, we get into into that area where we're numb to it. We just, oh, my gosh. And so we need to come back and we need to get back serious about our relationship with God because our daily life matters. One of the things I wanted to share with you today is how much your daily life matters. I, maybe you like your, maybe you like my friend that uh, listens on, work, on her way to work. Uh, She's told us that, and I appreciate that. So Kathy and I both, hey, I, I listen on my way to work. Gosh, I think I'm, I'm so thankful for those who listen. And maybe you're like her. You're going out in the world. You're you know you're earning your living. Whatever you do, it. I hope that you, that you remember or reminded or think about how much your daily life matters. And it matters. Uh, number one, because it's our reasonable service to live for God. In other words, uh, Romans 12.1. Uh, it, Paul talks about a reasonable service to be a living sacrifice. In Hebrews, it, it talks about looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, and just to remind ourselves that it's reasonable, it's smart, it's wise, it's a good thing, the right thing, the godly thing to do, uh, to be focused on a relationship uh, with God every day. Uh, number two, our witness is wasted when it's followed by our current sin. Listen, there are great stories out there. There are people who have great stories, great testimonies. But, They've gotten saved. I'm not going to say they've gotten over it because you don't get over it once it happens, but they've gotten away from the importance of it or the warmth of it. They've gotten away uh, of the necessity of sharing it. And and because of that, that wonderful story that they still have, that moment in time where they were saved, well, it no longer means anything to people when they hear it or hear about it uh, because their daily witness of what they do speaks so loud that people can't hear hear the words they say say. And we need to be reminded that it's important how we live our life because of it's our reasonable service because of what it because it helps our witness it backs up our witness and, and we need to remind it of the importance of our daily life because our personal fellowship with God our relationship with God is fine it will always be fine don't get don't 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 jump conclusions but our fellowship with God is damaged when we are in sin and stay in sin we need to understand that we need to know that so what we want to do. Is stay away from sin. Paul makes that very clear that we should stay away from sin. We shouldn't say it. We shouldn't think about it. We should remind ourselves that the way to sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. You say, well, okay. You say, I can't lose my salvation. Great. You say, sin brings death. Great. Well, what kind of death does it bring to the believer who's on his way to heaven? Well, sometimes it brings the death of opportunity. I've known believers that would have had opportunities to do things that that blow my mind. But because sin was in their life at that moment, they have missed it. And those all, 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 all moments may never come back. I, I know people who, who for a season, purposely even, I guess you could say, they were aware of it, but they were doing, oh, I'm happy with this. I, you know, I'm going to come back and serve God at some point. I'm going to do this. But they lost so many opportunities. Sin leads to death. And maybe it's the opportunity to do something or to reach somebody. Uh, sometimes it's the death of an ability. Uh, typically, we think about people who can sing who stop singing for the Lord for whatever reason, and, and they lose their voice or lose their ability to, you know, to, to do it as they once did. I'm not a guy who sings, so I, I can't I can't testify on that. But I will tell you, I've known some people who have said their testimony was, when the sin got in their life, they lost their voice, lost their ability to sing, uh, and, and and because of that, it was a long time, even after they got right with God, before they could sing again. The death of an ability. Others never sung again. I don't know what your ability is. Me you say, well, I don't sing. Listen, we're not only talking about that. There are lots of things you lose the ability to do. We would call them gifts or talents that God has given to us. And because we've gotten caught up in sin and let sin kind of mess us up a little bit, more than a little bit, well, there's a death of an ability. Sometimes it's a death of personality. I know some people that are away from God. I think they know God. I think they have a relationship with him, but they've gotten away from God and their personality stinks, to be honest with you. And People will tell you, personality stinks. You know, because and I think it's because they've just gotten away from the Lord, gotten away from what they should be doing, and that personality suffers. There's something missing when we don't have that right relationship with God, when we're not in perfect fellowship, wonderful relationship, something's missing. And so sometimes it's a deaf personality. Sometimes it's the death. Of their youthfulness. You say youthfulness. Well, there is something about people who live for the Lord, they remain somewhat youthful. They do. They don't. You know, they don't get old, craggy, and negative. They don't do that. They don't do that. Uh, you know, when you see somebody, and by the way, that's not an age thing. That's just that's a that's a spiritual uh, attitude or mental, uh, uh, a spiritual mental battle that you fight, and sometimes you lose, and often you lose when you're away from God. But it becomes the death of that youthfulness, that vibrance that you once feel and once feel. You say, "Well, what are we to do?" Well, we are to we we are to yield to Christ. We are to say, Lord, have your way, not my way, not my will, but your will. And you say, why, why is that? Well, because we've received God's favor in Christ, because we have been made free in Christ, because we want to bear fruit for his glory and our good. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not, Paul says. How shall we who have died to sin live in it any longer? Paul is sending us a wake-up call. He's letting us know that it's time to wake up. It's time to go on and do what God wants us to do. We need to stop just doing this thing and that thing, and we need to stop uh, walking with the world or following the world, and we need to start walking with God. This morning, May 17th, uh, I'll be very pointed with you. This morning, May 17th, I got up. I've been studying this passage of scripture all week and I've been thinking, How do I explain to people how they get up? How do I how to explain to them they gotta get up from the mud the mud and the muck they've gotten themselves in? Get out of that sin and get themselves back into a proper relationship with God. And I can't explain it. I can tell you what happened, but I can't explain why or how it happened other than the uh, the leadership of the Spirit. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. Leadership of the Spirit, what are you talking about? Well, if you're a child of God and you don't hear God talk to you at certain times, I don't know what to say. Uh, my experience is different. I hear God talk to me. You say, he calls you on the phone? No, but there are times when I just hear the voice of God, and I know. So this morning, I'm sitting in the back room going on my sermon. In fact, he woke me up early. Of my first clue that... um It was time to get up and and hear from him. So I go in our back room where I study and I begin looking and I come to that question again. Lord, how do I illustrate the way that we get out of sin as believers? How do I illustrate what we do? We know about prayer. We know about, you know, the blood washes us, you know, washes sin away. We know all these things. But how do I get us to the point where we understand this is how you do it? It's simple. Do this. And then it came to me. And uh, what came to me was a childhood experience. When I was a child, and I don't know that they still do this in schools, and they may have changed the way they do it, uh, but for some reason I was in a class and they brought someone in and they taught us about what to do when your clothes catch on fire. Yes, I said your clothes catch on fire. And they talked what to do and how to do it and how to prepare and all these other things. And then finally, right at the last, and this guy I had finished, he said, now listen, it's easy to understand how to get your clothes, you know, how to get the fire to your clothes if you would do this. Stop, drop, and roll. And I thought, ooh, and so does the class. Stop, drop, and roll. Okay, what's that mean? We stop, 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 stop. Don't run. Don't don't go here. Don't go there. Stop what you're doing. Drop to the ground. And roll around to the fire's out. Well... I don't know why that came to my mind this morning. Like I said, other than leadership of the spirit, I said, okay, Lord, how do I take stop, drop, and roll and use that as a way to move into get down to sin? And God said, that's no problem because here's the answer I want you to understand. Stop, confess, and repent, and move forward. Oh, Lord, is it that easy? He said, of course it is. You know it is. Well, you're right. But you've got to stop first. Listen, you're not going to come back to Christ with sin still in your life. Stop and confess. Lord, I've done this. I've thought this. I've been there. I've been here. Confess. Stop. Confess. And repent. One action. Confess your sin. Repent of your sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And they cleanse us from not some, not a little, not mostly, not partially, all our sin. So stop, confess your sin, repent of your sin, and then move forward. Get up, go on, do what you're supposed to do. No, it's not stop, drop, and roll. What it is, stop, confess, and repent, and move forward. Listen, I don't know what's happened in your life. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you are, maybe you are right with God. I pray so, I hope so, wonderful, terrific, and maybe you didn't need this. But maybe God gave this to me to give to you so that you might give it to somebody else who needs to stop, stop their sin, who needs to confess and repent and then move forward. If that's the case, if that's possible, I hope that you'll pass this along. Listen, thanks for, thanks for listening. I hope that you share this broadcast and the news of this broadcast with other DK ministries. I think you can look it up that way, Danny Smith. I don't know where you're listening to this. Perhaps you're listening on my Facebook page now. I share it there. We share it on our ministry page. But sometimes the pages, uh, somewhere about middle, midways, uh, they'll get stuck. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's where we live. That friend of mine I tell you about earlier who often listens to work, uh, they texted me the other day and said, hey, I got to listen to a whole one today without it getting stuck. And they went on where they could do a podcast and listen to podcasts. And so maybe if you're listening on Facebook and you have difficulty going all the way and you have a place where you do listen to podcasts, see if we're there. We're on a number of places. Obviously, I do them on Anchor if you're listening or I've seen. I do them on Anchor, but there are other places. DK Ministries is usually where you would find us. Look it up and and, and tune it in. I hope that you'll share this with somebody. Uh, if you got to go back to church yesterday, back in God's house, thank the Lord. If your church waited, some churches did, uh, your church waited this week or the coming week or whatever, continue to pray that God would move in a mighty way. Our experience yesterday South Macomb Baptist Church, we had a great day, wonderful crowd, terrific spirit, and people were happy to be in God's house. Now, in our particular church, what we've done is we're offering parking lot service at 9 o'clock for those who aren't ready, for whatever reason, uh, to go in the building. We have several people in our church that have... You know health issues some they work at places can't take the risk and so uh, we're offering that opportunity if you're in Macomb or know somebody that is and their church uh, isn't able to offer that say hey go go to South Macomb and uh, visit with them they'd love to have you for a while and then you know you can go back when your church opens. We're not looking to steal anybody's members we're looking to minister to people who need to be to. That service takes place nine o'clock here at South Macomb Baptist Church. Our live our Facebook live stream and our other services take uh, part 11 o'clock. Listen, I am so appreciative of you listening. Uh, As I've tried to say, uh, we're not trying to sell you something. We want to give you a blessing. So if you go on those podcast sites, they want to charge you money and say, oh, Brother Danny, no, no, no. You stay with the Facebook. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I'm not trying to charge you something. I want to give you something. God bless you. We love you. Appreciate you listening so much. You'll just never know. I hope that you'll tell others. And hey, dspreacherman at gmail.com, best way to contact us. Send us a note. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think we missed, what we should have said. <coughs> you don't have to remind me about my flub at the first. I remember that. <laughs> but if it if it brings you joy, ring me over to Kohl's. I'm I'm a big boy. I can take it. God bless you. I love you. Thank you so much. And listen, share this word with somebody today if you get a chance to. Hope to see you soon. Praying for you. God bless you. See you later.